Oh, don't worry about the last train to Clarksville. You've got to get on this first train to Pettsville today. That's where we want you to be. It's just the place. We've got Dr. Bob Stabler from Stabler Behaviour because he's very stable, is our Bob. And also Cheryl Shaw from Dog Overboard to take your calls. Now, Bruce, do I have you there? Yes, you do. Oh, praise the Lord. What's going on with your pets? Um, well, I've got a, a fox. Well, he was supposed to be a foxy when we got him from uh, Dog Rescue a couple of years ago, but he's grown up to be more like a Tenderfield Terrier. And um, he's he's basically an inside dog. And he just loses hair 24-7. Um, doesn't matter whether it's summer or winter. I wonder if there was any um, tonic or anything like that they could have. Hair loss can be associated with a number of things. There's no fleas there, Bruce? No, no, it's free flea. Um, and it depends on the sort of coat they have, depending on the background of the breed. So um, sometimes at different times of year, there are lots of um, associated, um, yeah, with the spring. And the, the humidity has just been crazy in the last couple of months. Yes, and it has too. So it really makes skin, um, pet skin a little bit more itchy. Therefore, they scratch more. They leave it more on the lounge. Um, fish oil is really good. Just fish oil in the food, just 1,000 milligrams per 10 kilos, and that helps to put a little more oil in the coat. Um, mm-hmm. Really important regular uh, brushing and shampooing. Not too much, but enough so it keeps the, the coat looking in a healthy condition. And uh, if it does come off in patches, then you need to go to your regular vet and get get it yeah, checked. Yeah, no, it's not. It's just, it's just general. A, um, you, you, you pat him and things like that. When he... Coat's always shiny and, Good. you know, yep. all that right all year round. But uh, you pat him or you, I use a, um, a hand, uh, like a um, Grooming mitten mint. brush, yeah. And uh, it just doesn't matter if you do it every day. Yeah. It just sort of comes out. And that and that's the time of year we have to just keep brushing them every day, uh, working as a GP well, vet. Well, all year. Yeah. You can actually vacuum clean them if you like too, if you get them oh, used right. to that. But yeah, that has to be done very carefully and in, in, in all the various appropriate areas and using an appropriate uh, brush. But if it's not looking We'd good, we never find him if he, he, he hates the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah, Bruce, listen. Good luck with that. Before you start to Hoover Rover, uh, you better you better give him uh, you know a bit of a heads up on that. Look, we hope that helps you a little bit. I think it's just the time of the year and. It sounds as though he's a shedder, God bless him. Yeah. He is a shedder. Good All on right. you. <laughs> okay, thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Bruce. Bye. Thank you so much. It's 2 Annuary Films Pet Chat. Dr. Bob Stabler here to answer your questions, along with Cheryl Shaw. The phone number 49215555. David is eagerly awaiting your calls. 49215555. If you would like to talk to Dr. Bob or Cheryl. And uh, I think uh, Cheryl... Actually, wants to say good day to Cheryl. How are you there, Cheryl? Yes, I am. Thanks. Um, I'm just ringing about my daughter's dog, which is at my place at present. It's Staffy. Um, oh, geez, Staffy something. Anyway, um, she can't keep her in the yard, especially in storms. She either digs or jumps the fence. She just can't keep her in, and she's just about ready to surrender her. And I just wondered if there's anything she could do. 
Oh, with dogs like that, often it's a trip off to see your vet or to see um, Dr. Robert Stabler about trying to um, work out some strategies to put in place to help your dog. Um, there are some products on the market that you could try, something like a Thunder shirt. They work with some dogs, but certainly not all dogs. But um, I do think that it's probably best that you speak with your veterinarian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, usually when she does get out, she runs around the block and comes to my place. Right. But if yeah. I'm not home, she just keeps going. Yeah, so. it does become okay. a problem. Then they could get hit by a car and things like yeah. that. So it's certainly, um, they obviously are very, very terrified in this situation and um, their behaviour can be quite erratic. So I would suggest just speaking with your vet. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for that anyway. No problems. Yep. Uh, I think we've got Wendy on the line. Hello, Wendy. Oh, good. Hi, how are you? Going okay in this storm. How can we help you, Wendy? Um, look, I've just recently bought a border collie. He's he's just over a year old. Uh, he's a purebred. He's a beautiful dog. Um, he's he doesn't chase horses and he doesn't chase cats, but he chases chooks. Really good fun. Sometimes oh, yeah. he loves them. <laughs> and and it... uh, he killed one yesterday. Not okay. not a mark on it. Yeah. He just evidently he got off his chain and he chased it and chased it until it just died yeah just from stress so the big big thing about border collies is they are a herding dog they will want to chase comparing a horse that might be standing in the paddock um the chook is flapping it's making a noise it's moving so they really want to chase anything that's moving and close um and the important thing is is really just keep them away from that situation. If the chooks are out in the yard um, scratching and pecking and having a good time, the dog's somewhere else that's in the house or in a pen. Mm. If you want to gradually desensitise it to chooks, it's going to take you about a year or two um, and it's going to be every day you're going to have to stand at a distance, 100 metres away, ask the dog to be calm but still see the chook and then 99 metres away. It's not yes. something that's going to happen overnight and you may end up with some bruises because you're banging your head against a brick wall. It is a deep brain instinct. They are going to keep doing it. So you need to be very careful. Keep it on lead or if you are going down to the chook pen to let them out, the dog's not on lead next to you. It's actually further away in the car. And the problem is there, if you've got a number of chooks as well, it's just even more exciting. So Yes, uh, there's a whole flock of them. He's yeah. um Yes. Uh, it's his Christmas he... present. He loves it. <laughs> but it, it. It's his Christmas present. He loves it, but it's not good for the chook. Yes, uh, it's terrible, actually. Um, you, you don't think any of these trainers that come around to your home would be able to... Unfortunately, some of the trainers may use more um, punishment-based techniques. Some of them use electric shock collars to try oh. and stop the animal from uh, um, attacking its its normal prey. In my opinion, that's an animal welfare and a quality of life issue. Yeah. If the trainers are going to use rewards-based and gradually helping the animal, that's good. But sometimes some of them say that they are going to be kind, but they're not. So you really need to be very careful when you're look, okay. looking around and yeah. make sure they're going to show professional and personal integrity. Um, but it is going to take time. If there's so many chooks, if the dog is racing around the outside of the chook pen, some people let them do that that's actually going to affect the lay of the chooks and it's going to stress them. And it's not fair. It's like putting a cat that's scared of dogs in a cat cage in the room in a room full of rottweilers. Yeah. It's just not the right thing to do. It's not fair to the dog or to the chook. So calm, controlled, settled training and then gradually reducing the distance 
and the time that they're exposed to the chooks, but it will take a long time. Cheryl, all the best with that and, and good luck with your doggy. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. And your chooks as well. It's Pet Chat 2 and URFM's Pet Chat 26 after midday. The number to call, 49216216. If you'd like to talk to Dr Bob Stabler or Cheryl Shaw, and uh, I think we've got Cheryl, another Cheryl. We've got wall to wall Cheryl's everywhere. Hello, Cheryl. Hello. How can we help you, Cheryl? Um, my dog has bit all his tail and around his back, like his bottom area, and it's all it bleeds and everything. Um, I have cream for it, and he's on Pred something. It doesn't say another name, just Pred 5 milligram. Yep. But it doesn't seem to be doing any good, and it's, it bleeds. On the base of the tail is the classic place for flea allergies, so you need to be oh, right. improving your flea control. There are a number of new products out these days that... Uh, the fleas aren't quite as resistant to, uh, so yeah. it's very important. And at this time of year, with all the moisture and the heat, tick prevention is also very important. I would um, check up at your regular um, vet or um, pet shop and, and, and get the flea control up to date if it's not improving. The problem with prednisolone or antihistamine is they help, but they can do damage to the body uh, if they're at too oh. high a dose for too long. So you need to recheck right. and get it okay. All right, then. Yeah. Thank you, Cheryl. Uh, Thank go, you. Cool. Go along and check out some of the new tick and flea treatments. Uh, they are good. I know we got them, one of the new ones for our dog, and it's it's really worked fantastically, actually. There's yeah. a new one that works once every... Th- you only have to give it every three months. So. Yeah, brilliant. That yeah. is great. Okay, we've got lots of calls coming in, so we're just going to keep working through it's our Christmas calls. Christmas time. It is Christmas. That's fantastic. Uh, Lynn, actually, John. Hello, John. Hi, how are you? Oh, going well, thanks. How can we help you, John? Uh, I've got a three-year-old Maltese Terrier that I required from uh, Pet Rescue at Port Macquarie. Yep. Now, I've got friends that come into my house and usually on their way out, you'll give them a nip on the heel. And it's a male, John? It's a male, yeah. Yep. So boys are more likely to be territorial. They're going to do perimeter patrols. They're going to be more likely to, to want to protect the house and the people. Coming yeah. in from behind and down low is a sort of, yeah, don't come back sort of a warning. It's not yeah. appropriate. He shouldn't be able to practice it. The most important time is when people enter the house or when they're leaving. That first yeah. five minutes when you think about it, it's greeting excitement. It's lots of people and noise and, and, the, and the owners are saying, oh, how are you going? Come in. Come and have a cup of tea. You know, yeah. and so what's the dog doing bouncing around next to you? When you're leaving, you're sort of doing the same thing. As they turn away from the animal, then it gets its opportunity. When they're yeah. facing or side onto the animal, it thinks it's not quite brave enough. Maltese, a bit shorter, and so it sort of takes the opportunity. So he needs to be on lead before the people get up to actually um, go to leave. So on lead and at a distance from the people as they start to exit. They will target men more than women because men testosterone and the potential threat or whatever. So um, if he's targeting little children, then there's some, some personality issues there that we need to certainly look more closely at. So it's more or less keep him on the leash before the people leave. That's right. And you can do training, sit, stay, drop with rewards. Dogs don't understand superannuation. We need to pay them every day for the rest of life. So we need it's a wage, not a bribe. We need to pay them with the treat to do the right thing, to sit and be settled. 
but the lead provides that extra, um, yeah, just a restraint that helps them not to get the opportunity to dive in. They've got four on the floor. They're so much faster than we are. Good on you there, John. Thanks a lot. You know, the, uh, the treats always work well for me. Yes. Yeah. You know, otherwise, Dr. Bob gets to put me on a very short leash and I really have to sit and stay and behave myself there. Very difficult. And my kids, you know, they, they were really good, but they didn't work for liver treats. So we had to find other ways of rewarding them for good behaviour. <laughs> a big warm welcome to Lynn from Kerry Bay. Hello, Lynn. Oh, hello. How are you? How can we help you, Lynn? Um, well, I have a, a turtle cross. He's five years old and he's got a beautiful nature. He loves people. In fact, he's a, he, he's a therapy dog. And he does his job beautifully. Good. However, just, well, in the last couple of years, if anyone, if, if there's a man in my house and I go to the kitchen and prepare food or do anything, he won't let them anywhere near the kitchen. And it's escalating to a point the other day he actually bit somebody. Yep. And now, I, you know, he's a sweet dog in every other way, but I don't know what to do about it. What colour is he, Lynn? He's caramel. And uh, he was desexed when he was little? Yep, yep. And he's good at the pets' therapy when he goes to hospitals or...? Oh, he's perfect. He just gets cuddled and he's, you know, he's just so mild and mellow with everybody, even the people that grab him. And so there's no problem at all. And I think it doesn't happen if I'm out of the house. He's fine with the other person. Yep. He's but just... the minute I'm home... There's trouble if, uh, you know, they come near the kitchen or even if I give him his bone or go into the home theatre or something. He, I don't know if he's protecting me or what he's doing. He is. He's just... Um, dogs tend to be more protective of um, the lady of the house. Um, they don't tend to protect the blokes quite as much because we're not worth as much. So um, <laughs> they do tend to be more worried, as I was saying before. Um, male animals will be more... Tend to tend to patrol the perimeter, stand up and be on guard duty. So whenever you're in the kitchen, he will stand between you and the person. Even when you're in the room, if you watch closely, he won't be sitting next to you or over near the door. He'll actually be sitting between you and the person that's there, especially um, if they're a male. So when you think about uh, workmen, um, sorry, work persons who come to the house, they're coming in, to, they're going to do a job, they've got to do this and do that, and then off they go. They might go back and forward to their truck. So it's very arousing and very exciting and uncertain for the animal. They're used to most people being calm in the house. And so mm -hmm. if they're there, the, the dog gets more aroused. You're sort of a little bit aroused and, and having a nice chat and talking. And so the dog follows that. And unfortunately, if he's allowed to get too close, he will bite. When he bit the person, was it on their leg or their hand? Yeah, or... on their leg. I mean, it wasn't a severe bite or anything, but it did break the skin. So a puncture? And he's never done that before, yeah. even though he sort of growled and threatened. And he doesn't mind workmen. It's somebody that's more a friend. around me. A okay. friend, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. The only thing I can do that I think works, if I can grab him in time and put him in his bedroom or in the laundry yep. for a time out for half an hour it seems to work the problem is he's so quick that once he does it he won't let me catch him oh exactly and he's small and he's four on the floor yeah. and they're so much faster than we are i'm i yeah. still can't catch a three-legged dog so if they've got four <laughs> i've got no hope it's important to actually put him on lead before the people arrive so as the doorbell rings he knows he has to come to you go on lead 
You open the door, but you step back away from the entry. So the greater the distance, the less aroused he is. And then right. you're just saying to him, over here, please, and being calm, breathing deep, deeply. The more you are settled, the more the animal picks up on your body language and your body chemistry and is okay. Um, and as I said, if it is a male, it's just better as it did to either confine him away from the situation or keep him on lead, maybe even with a partial barrier, or a lounge or a table between him and the person. Right. But, but you can't allow him the opportunity to attack because each time he does that, he will keep doing it. If it has been going on for a couple of years, you really need to be very careful. He may need some anti-anxiety medication. As you said, he's very good at his job being sensitive in the hospital pets as therapy. And he is sensitive at home, but he's acting out that protection, that possessiveness of you. Thank you so much, Francine. And, and good luck with getting him sorted out because he sounds like a top little dog. Oh, thank you both very much. Thanks, Lynn. Ex excellent. Uh, oh, excuse me, sorry. Yeah, now we have Francine. Am, am I right there with Francine? Yes. How are you? Very well. Sorry about that. I've got all these things going through my mind. I apologise, It's Francine. Christmas time. She's going through a shopping list while she's speaking. <laughs> <laughs> How can we help you, Francine? No I have an 18-month-old female uh, Jack Russell Cross Maltese. Yep. Um, she's a playful, obedient, great little dog. But in the last three months, every night when I get up to walk over and give my husband a kiss goodnight, she watches me and jumps up onto him and when I lean in to kiss him good night, she snaps at me. Snaps at you. Yes. Um, so she's never, she's never bitten me, but she growls and then she'll snap forward as though she's telling me to go away. There's a little bit of office politics going on, perhaps. So female rivalry. Um, so it's important that you um, ask her to sit on the floor and she, or on lead and you ask her to be sensible or you put her out of the room. Um, dogs like this, they're a little bit more political motivated. They will actually try and get between people that are hugging or kissing. And it's that rivalry that's happening at 18 months of age. They go through a developmental life stage change. So they're right. actually a little bit more pushy. And so if it's only just started to happen, don't let it continue. She is desexed, is she? Yes, she is. Good. That just reduces the estrogen um, competition component to what's going on. So, uh, and your husband as well, the same. He has to say, no, over there, please. Both yeah. people in the house or whoever's in the house has to be in a leadership role. And we're trying to respect yeah. them, but we're asking them to respect us. And so air snapping or snapping at you or your husband is unacceptable. So we shouldn't allow them to do it. Does, we do put her down on the ground and tell her no, and sometimes she'll, you know, if it's if she's quite snappy, she gets put into her bed in her room. Um, so if we just continue to do that, it, she should grow out of it, do you think? I would be watching her very closely. They need to be, if they're a bit rude when they're up elevated on the lounge, they need to be more mm -hmm. of a, a floor dog on a, on a security blanket on the floor. They only come yep. up for two or three minutes, and then they're back down in their bed, in their place, can be next to the lounge, but yes. providing they're not protecting or being, um, yeah, rude or unpleasant or pushy. Thanks, Francine. You have a lovely day. Thank you. You too.
Bye-bye. It's true when you are FM's pet chat. I thought you were going to tell Francine's husband that he was going to have to be dissexed as well then, Bob. I was a bit nervous about that Well, one. if he's being naughty, he should be on the floor as well. So, <laughs> you know, right. lounge is a privileged position. We've all got to know our place. It's pet chat to NURFM with Dr. Bob Stabler and Cheryl Shaw taking your calls. And it's Diane. Hello, Diane. Oh, hi, Meryl. <clears throat> I just wanted to ask a question regarding flea and tick treatment. <clears throat> Whether or not if the new oral one is more in, more effective than Advantix? Well, at the moment, um, I'm having some good feedback from everybody that's using the new products on the market. Right. There are some um, advantage, advantages with using Advantix as far as um, it does some of the, the lice and the mosquitoes. So there, there are a couple of um, added bonuses to, uh, and for reasons to use those products. But um, certainly the feedback I'm having is very good. Um, the thing is, too, <clears throat> pardon me, does your dog become immune to one product? No, no, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen? No. No, that was all I was wondering. <clears throat> so that answers my question. Thank you very much. Diane, it is important, though, to watch and make sure that some dogs will react to eat, uh, different uh, products, whether it's orally or on the skin. Mm. So if they develop a red spot around where it was given or if they're a bit off colour for a day or two afterwards... Mm. Ring the company that's on the, the box that you've got and tell them about that. It's very important that they know about it. We don't see it very often, but there are particular animals that will have the same as us, an idiosyncratic reaction to particular drugs. So, um, well, I've used, um, <clears throat> sorry, I've used Advantix now for oh, a long, long time. Yep. Never had any reaction because my dog's Good. 12 and a half now. Yep. But, um, and that's yeah, another so good point. If it is older, the changing to something different is probably not a great idea. And if it's working, why change? Yeah, why change? Yes, exactly. Okay, Thanks, Diane. Thank you very much. Hello, Rod from Cardiff. Yeah, hello, Meryl. How are you? Going well. Rod, how can we help you? Oh, uh, hello, Doctor. Um, listen, it's not a health problem about a, a cat I have. I have a, um, a Tonkinese a pedigree cat. And, of course, I live in a um, uh, over 55 Yep. Unit complex. Um, I know some strata laws do um, uh, go against uh, animals, but it's a you know, in-house uh, pedigree cat. Yep. And uh, I'm just having issues with uh, uh, one tenant that's causing grief with um, taking me to the fair trading and all that sort of thing. Okay. And of course, I have the health issues. I find as a good companion. Yep. And I have been to the doctor and. Um, Got uh, covering letters to um, put to the strata. Yep. Is the and, cat? Um, uh, sorry. Is the cat always inside your unit? Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, goes on a harness in my courtyard. Yep. Which I'm supervising all the time. Good. So, what is the complaint about from the other person? Well, I think just because she has a dislike to me. <laughs> okay. So, I, yeah. And because she's the um, secretary of the strata. Okay. And, uh, and of course, she lives nearby and has um, vision of the of the cat when it's in my courtyard. But it, but it's sort of you know, um, in my courtyard all the time. But it's uh, well trained and yep. Uh, and it's just it's, uh, find it as a good companion. And of course, with my ongoing medical issues, I find that uh, it's a good therapy for me. Yep. Um, so I'm um, just sort of wondering what <laughs> that would sort of. Uh, feedback would sort of have to say on that. The difficulty with, um, from a veterinary point of view, if it's healthy and well and it's um, 
using its litter tray and all that sort of thing. It's only outside on on a harness, so it's not affecting yep. wildlife. It's not getting into cat fights. It's not um, noisy and creating problems. That's right. all they could write. Um, I think it'd be a good idea to have a look at the legislation with, uh, regarding strata. I know each different unit will have a different policy, um, so you'd have to check with that. But I think yeah, consulting legal advice would probably be the best thing to do in that situation, Rod. Good luck with that, Rod. Uh, we do hope it works out okay for you because they are lovely when they do keep you such uh, good company. Phil, hello and welcome to Pet Chat. Hello. How can we help you? Uh, whoops, there's a bit of thunder and lightning happening here. Um, we've got a long-haired coolie. Yep. And I was going to shear it because it's feeling a heat yes. terrible. I've been told that it could be dangerous to the dog to do that. No, we'd look. Lots of dogs get um, get clipped down. It's uh, it just depends on the owner. There's a few things you can do. The dog can be clipped to whatever length you'd like, or otherwise it can be what we call uh, raked out, and a lot of the um, undercoat taken away, and that helps the dog to um, remain a lot cooler. Yeah, I do rake it uh, every third day or so, and we yes. get a lot of hair out of it. We've got one of those wire combs, you know. Yes, excellent. Cool. Yes, brushing but, is a really brushing is the best way um, to keep that coat nice and um, and allowing that air just to get through so that the dog can control its body temperature. But you wouldn't recommend it to, to be shorn? Yeah, you certainly can do that as well. That's another option. It just you don't have the same appearance on the dog once they're shaved down. No, but it will grow back. It will grow back, yes. Okay, good. Thanks very much. That's all I need to know. No Thanks problems at all. Um, nothing like a coolie getting shorn. There's something very Australian about that, isn't so, it? So it can be cool. The It'd other, be a cool yeah. coolie. That's, That's right. It. The other important thing is water. Multiple water sources for them to have in this hot weather so that they've actually got, if they knock one over, there's another one. Their main method of heat exchange is through panting, but also just a little dish that they can put their paws in and they do have sweat glands underneath their feet and that helps them to cool down as well. We have had such a busy day today, Dr. Bob and Cheryl. We haven't got to the bit that we wanted to get to, which is why you need to have tags on your dogs and animals, apart from the obvious reason. Cheryl, do you think we might be able to tide it over till next week or Absolutely. next visit? Absolutely. No, next visit next year. Is that is is this like the goodbye visit? This is, is the goodbye today. Well, isn't it wonderful that we've managed to speak to so many people and, and take their calls and fantastic know, questions? It's really good that people are caring about their animals. I think they do care more these days, partly because yes. they are part of the family. They're inside the house and they help the kids with growing up and it's just wonderful having animals around. Really good for our health. Well, look, thank you so much on behalf of everyone who's hosted Pet Chat throughout the year. I know, Dave, we've all had a go at various times. Look, thank you very much, Cheryl Shaw, Dr Bob Stabler and all the other vets and professionals that have come in, all the people we've interviewed. Yes. You've done a fabulous job this year and we look forward to continuing on with you in 2016. Thank you. It's our pleasure. Have a great Christmas. And have a, have a woofy and meowy Christmas and I hope it goes wonderfully well for you.